So, hey, Storm Freaks, it's Phil. Uh, welcome to episode 201. We are starting off the next 100 episodes with a first-time guest on the show, legendary TV chief meteorologist Alan Seals out of Mobile, Alabama, is going to be joining us. We've also got our hashtag weather fools. And uh, what's our second item we're doing? Oh, we're doing uh, Chasers Gone Wild. So a great game clip coming up. All on Stormfront Freaks Live! Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. So welcome to the most entertaining weather show. This is Stormfront Freaks Live. And I, I want to do a special shout-out and thanks to our Patreon members, you'll see them scrolling across the bottom of the screen. Uh, but we also have a new Patreon member, Jody Harris. So, Jody, welcome to the team. Uh, you can also join our team, get access to our exclusive Facebook group with over 50 of our past guests uh, on that. The, the other thing I want to bring up with this exclusive Facebook group while we got our team on here right now. So, Greg... You just put a post on the other day mm. that if mm. they did a movie of the Stormfront Freaks, like right. who, I'm writing it. Awesome. Way. Yeah, who who would play who? So I, I go through what you remember of who's who. Well, listen, I, I the easy one was you as uh, being played by Vin Diesel. Uh, I think everyone, <laughs> I, I think everyone that saw was that awesome. one. Saw that one coming. I had Dana Scully from uh, X Files is going to play Dina. Uh, I yeah, I thought that was pretty. And I mean, yeah, listen, good. it makes the most sense. Ryan Ryan Reynolds is going to play me, and uh, I think everyone <laughs> everyone saw that one. So, coming. so I do want to say this because I'm like, you know, I got to figure out really a better actor for Greg because I I think he uh, maybe shot the moon a little bit on his representation. So I want to get your guys's feedback, and and this is legit. I'm I'm really really not uh, uh, kidding too much. But what what about um? Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> what, what do you think? I haven't put seen him with that hair yeah. before, but uh, yeah. you know what? Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, put, some, put some glasses on that guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, Greggles, yeah. you are a joker. So. I, I kind of That's a good one. Uh, so anyway, that, that was kind of cool. Something Greg put on there, and that's exclusive to our uh, Patreon members that have access to that. We also have a number of tiers, including some with exclusive merchandise. Uh, that will be a part of, we're going to actually do after the show tonight, we're going to do a drawing. It's our 200th episode gift package. And I'll share this with everybody. Uh, so, so anybody in our EF5 or hurricane level tiers uh, will be put in a drawing. And Greg donated uh, some Tornado Hunter gear. Uh, we got a baseball cap. We have a coffee tumbler and a uh, t-shirt uh, to be included there. Serena. Uh, donated a uh, one of her books, uh, The Weather Story. But what's cool about this is it's signed by uh, Pecos Hank Shima, Janice Dean, uh, uh, Serena herself, and Reed Timmer. Right on. Nice. That's awesome. So that's, that's pretty cool. We've got a uh, Got Wind sticker from Mount Washington nice. included with that. And then the uh, good folks at Midland Radio also donated an ER40 emergency crank radio. 
So nice. uh, one of our lucky Patreon members uh, are going to get that tonight. So, But did Greg wear the shirt first? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just rubbed it on my armpits, and then I just, bit. that's all yeah. I did. There, that, yeah. that, that could go either way. But I'll tell you what, you can help support the show for as little as $5 a month uh, with Patreon, and you can find out details at stormfrontfreaks.com. The other thing I want to bring up is the, uh, the National Storm Chaser Summit which is coming up in February, has actually sold out. They've sold over 450 tickets to that thing uh, down wow. in Texas. Uh, it's going to be an amazing event. they got great speakers. Uh, but if you are registered, there's also an opportunity for a golf scramble that's being put on. Uh, Reed Timmer is helping to host that. So there's a golf scramble. It's going to be Friday morning, 8 a.m., February 2nd. So it's at the Summit's Marriott Hotel. It's just 55 bucks. And you can smack that little ball around the links with uh, some other fellow storm chasers and meteorologists. Uh, just visit uh, chasersummit.com slash golf, and you can register. Uh, I, I do know those spots are running out as well, so do that quickly if you'd like. All right, one of my favorite parts of the show is uh, uh, it's, it's always happy hour every time we record. And, and it's a great way to not only introduce the co-hosts that are with us tonight, put a voice to the name, uh, but it also gives us a chance to let you know we like to have fun. We don't get too sciencey on this show. Uh, we just like good stories and good education, and that's what it's all about. So I'm going to go around the horn. We'll find out who's here. I'm going to start with Dina Knightley, our meteorologist and weather producer at weather.com. Dina, what are you drinking? Guess, guess what I got? Yeah. All right. Oh, yes. Oh, nice. Post-brewing. Yes. I, got, they, I actually got them home. Good for it you. Explode. I have four. I'll be drinking up. I'm excited. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm 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 drinking with you as well, Dina. Nice. Very nice. All right, Serena Arnold, you made it. You're in one piece after your uh <laughs> skiing tournament or or I league know. or whatever you do, your wind burn. But she's our meteorologist and author. What are you what are you drinking, Serena? You know what? I came back and I very quickly made a hot chocolate because it's a beer league, so you have 10.30 p.m. Serena at 9 p.m. tonight. <laughs> nice. So it's a beer league, so you it's... drink and ski? Yes. How did I not ever get into that? <laughs> yes, yes. I think you can I can't, see I can't believe, on my face. I can't believe you crashed last time. There, there was that time last year I crashed. Like, I almost thought I broke my arm. Yeah, did yeah. awesome tonight. I killed it. I've got my, my hot cocoa, though. I'm so excited about those uh, frosted Stormfront Freaks, man. They're good. Yeah. That's awesome. That was a that was a good deal. Yeah. Good deal, Serena. All right. Uh, we also got Mark Maz Massaro, our former on-camera meteorologist. Maz, uh, what do you got? I got wine, invisible wine. It looks That's like cool. it's coming and going <laughs> as we speak. And you said science-y. And you, that's why we drink, isn't it? Because of all the science. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Yeah. All the it baths helps. we had to take. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It helps. All right, Greg Johnson, our storm chaser and photographer. Greg, uh, what are you I'm, warming I'm, up with? I'm kind of drinking a gin and juice thing. We're at, sitting at minus 25 right now outside. Ooh. So I'm just, I was actually uh. trying to find an umbrella to put in this, make myself feel warm. But uh, you're like that's you're what I'm tropical. drinking tonight. A little bit of gin. Sounds Very lovely. Nice. It does. Mm. All right, we got MJ in the back running the show in the green room. He's hanging out with our VIPs. Uh, we got Dan back there right now. So uh, I am going to, though, turn it over, Serena, to you because we have an amazing guest tonight. Yes, we do. We have a super amazing guest. And uh, 
it's pretty awesome to see that we've got somebody who's also close to retirement. Um, Alan Seals, a mainstay of mobile television for nearly 25 years as a meteorologist at WKRG and WPMI, will retire from the airwaves this month. We're so lucky to have you. Uh, Seals was a fixture of WKRG for over 20 years, where he was chief meteorologist before his departure in 2019. And in November 2019, Seals returned to the mobile airwaves, joining WPMI as chief meteorologist. Besides his work in Mobile, Seals' other high-profile television jobs included stints at NBC, WGN Chicago, WTMJ TV Radio in Milwaukee. Oh, my goodness. So the first question that I have right off the bat for you, Mm -hmm. having done a tiny bit of TV myself, what is it that you're going to miss the most when this retirement comes along? Well, the retirement actually was two Fridays ago. And oh, the wow. thing, congratulations. Thank nice. you. Thank congratulations. You. Well, the, the thing I miss most is the paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he's honest. Real man. Yeah. Real. No, well, don't don't misunderstand me. I I I, I loved what I did did. Yeah. And I'm still doing most of it. I'm still out in the community visiting schools, uh, doing weather related uh, legal consulting, uh, writing books, writing articles, teaching. Um but I did it in total for almost 37 years. And as you wow. can imagine, uh, as I was telling my students today, when I was a kid, our TV was black and white. It wasn't until I was a teenager we got colored TV. So things have changed so much uh, in the TV broadcast industry that I'll miss people. I mean, it's always about people, but it's the people in the community in which I'm staying that are still here and I'm still a part of that. So it's not much that I'm going to miss. Do you, do you have a new hours? <laughs> yeah, hours. Yeah. What about the hours? Because and have you changed your hours since you've retired? Are you still like, oh no, I still. I, I'm still pretty much that same schedule. So keep in mind, it was Friday, January fifth. That was my last workday. On Monday, the following Monday, we had our first real severe weather outbreak in oh. in like six or eight months. Oh wow. I did not watch TV. Whoa. Did you just enjoy it? Did you enjoy the severe weather? Well, yes and no. We we ended up with eight uh, uh, EF0, EF1 tornadoes in our area. They were all brief, all small. It was like middle of the night. And I was up on my normal uh, sleep schedule, but I was finishing up the audio version of one of my books. So I had my GR level three running on one side of the computer and my audio editor on the other. And every now and then I'm watching the radar. But the coolest thing was I was unlike when you're on TV and you know this, you can see things on radar that you can't see when you're on TV, because when you're on TV, you're multitasking and you miss things. But I I didn't feel the urge to watch TV uh, because, of course, I'm a meteorologist. (laughs) Were you doing doing a drink of a beer every tornado warning? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about the book. You you, you said you're recording and audio version like listen as a guy who's ha- has a couple books uh, like their photo books mm-hmm. the audio version really sucks i'm just gonna <laughs> say that but but tell us about your book and and what it's about and where where to find it and all those kind of good things okay uh we'll start with there are there are three of them and my first advice is never do three books at the same time which is what i did wow um, i oh, started man. them all during covid 
it, it hit me that I had a I had compiled so much information from writing articles, contributing to books, um, answering kids' questions. I answered like uh, three dozen questions to kids at my old high school by mail, so I had to write them out. So I had all this information and I compiled it and realized that I easily had like a four or 500 page book. And again, we're talking over 37 years. Uh, I showed it to a local book publisher and he raised his eyebrows when I said a book. And then I realized it was two books. So one book is focusing on my career. Uh, so it is called A Career in TV Meteorology. <laughs> nice. By awesome. the best weatherman ever, according to the internet. <laughs> that's, that's what I went viral. Um, so so <laughs> this one, great. this is all this about is TV, TV news broadcasting. And, and while I'm talking, I'll put that up there for anyone who wants to scan it. Um, it's... It's about, especially for young folks who want to get into TV or anyone who wants to have a career, a standard career, which a lot of those don't exist anymore. It's all the ins and outs of what you need to do, what you need to be prepared for. Of course, you have to know what you're doing. You have to have the passion for it. But I have a lot of quotes from those nasty emails and tweets and things that Trolls. people have said about me when I interrupted the program for a tornado warning. So all of that's in there, the good, the bad. Not a lot of the ugly, which that could be a whole separate book. If I were just to write down. <laughs> That's tonight. That's tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but but I didn't mention uh, people's names who were ugly to me, like a few former managers. But we like the name. We call their moms. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we are 100% comfortable on this show, Alan, calling people out who are yes. jackasses to other people. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. like, like jack have a special place on this show and we call them weather fools and yeah. uh, we actually have a, a segment called uh, Trollbot which maybe Phil will speak to and uh -huh. we would love to get some of yours uh, uh, it could be good potential Trollbot well, I have fodder. a couple on my phone I might play for you uh, <laughs> and I, I'm really sorry though of all those emails I sent you that's just apologize the second book I did is I call it a weather for smart people book. And it, it truly is weather from a, a to Z. It's all <laughs> the things that the public will ask us about lightning, which way does it go? How do hurricanes form? What about climate change? Uh, so that was the one I was finishing the audio version on. And for those of you contemplating doing a book, let me tell you, writing a book is not hard. Selling it is hard. And I'm not doing this for money. I'm doing it just because I have all these things in my head and I want to get them out. But money is always nice. But the harder part, the hardest part is the audio book. Uh, the second book that I did, if you, the, the average read rate puts it at like seven hours if you read straight through. So for every hour of the audio, it takes two hours to record it. And I did that. And if you're a semi-perfectionist like me, it will take you eight to 10 hours per hour to edit. So in other words, this book has, I've put well over a wow. hundred hours into it. So, so you're narrating it, editing it and doing all that yourself. I've always been a do-it-yourselfer. Yep. Wow. Give That's yourself a raise, would you? Yeah, Thank really. you. And then the third book, while we're at it, uh, this one, oh, this is photos. my weather photo book. Now this one, Nice. This was the first one I started, which is, is really cool. I've been taking pictures since fifth grade. I was actually a high school Aww. photo editor, Mount Vernon, New York, in my high school. So we've got halos. We've got uh, 
cumulonimbus in Bermuda. Everywhere I go, I'm always, I guess if I back that up, it's better. <laughs> Everywhere I go, I'm always, as you know, looking up. And two of those pictures back there are mine, Key West. Beautiful, Just Alan. The, the variety wow. of texture in the sky. Uh, a good friend of mine who's a professional photographer said that fall streak. There you go. Yeah, yeah. that's very uh, cool yeah. having he's, a fall he's streak. He called me an artist, and I. it took me a while to embrace that, but it, it does take... To catch this lightning shot, which you know you you get for every one you get, you miss like ninety nine. Um, <laughs> but it takes, yeah, <laughs> it takes being at the right place at the right time, which is where the meteorology comes into play, knowing which lens to use, what shutter speed to use. So it's a lot of the technical stuff that goes into the art, and then of course the art helps me with the science. So okay, enough rambling. Ask me more questions. Oh, All right, I have one for so as, you. As you saw on the QR code, uh, Alan Seals <laughs> Weather, uh, Alan Seals Author. dot com. Oh, there we I go. Have, great, nice. Yeah, nice I scanned cool it. websites. Yeah, there I already go. did yes. it. I'm excited to take a look at it. These books look great. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So, yo, that link will take you to Amazon where you can purchase them. And what as I mentioned earlier. As long as they're earlier, on Amazon, everybody can get them. Yes. And locally, I am doing book signings here and there now and then wherever I can. Okay. Nope. Hit me. Questions, questions, questions. All right, Alan, I got one for you because you've had such a great longevity in this field. Mm -hmm. And there's people who don't stay for two years, let alone 20. Yeah. So I guess like I always like to ask people like, what's the key? Like, do you have the secret sauce? Mm -hmm. Like you have such a great in just a few minutes of talking, you have such a great and personable um rapport about you but like tv can be brutal and it not is. just from viewers from internally so what do you think really helped you with your longevity mm, wow uh it i think it's just me mostly uh, my personality i'm uh i'm laid back um i i know that no matter how bad things get they will get better in life and in in job um I have my passion for weather is really high and I love sharing it. And that, that part has always buoyed me whenever things have gone down, I just go out and speak to a bunch of kids and all of a sudden I'm excited again about what I do to get that, the genuine enthusiasm and curiosity about how the atmosphere works. Thick skin, thick, thick, thick skin. I'm a New Yorker and without the accent, I lost the accent. I can still talk like a New Yorker if I have to, but, <laughs> but nice. growing up, one thing that's common in New York and probably most big cities is it's just like when you, I watch the squirrels play and wrestle out the window as children, especially boys, you, you wrestle, you joust. Um, I'm the youngest of four sons. So we would always play fight. Uh, now I never really tried to play fight because they, all my brothers were much bigger than I was, but you learn how to develop a thick skin where you purposely some of the games you play are calling someone the worst thing you could ever think of who's a friend of yours and you just go back and forth. Um, but you, the end of the, the bottom line is no matter what people say to you and do to you, you know, and need to know that you're, you're a good person, no matter what, mm -hmm. no one can take that from you. So all of that together, I think is what has helped me thrive um, and, and continue to keep looking up. And, and speaking of dirt. Uh, so I mentioned <laughs> that's, that's a good segue. I like it. Yeah, I like that. Uh, it's also things, our title now. <laughs> some of the things in the book, for example, um, at the end of my, when I, I moved 
started in Albany, Georgia, worked in Milwaukee, in Milwaukee, um, met my wife. She fell in love with me. I married her. It worked out fine um, <laughs> many years ago. <laughs> uh, but at the, after the end of a second contract, a new news director came in and offered me a salary reduction. And I declined. <laughs> um, and my wife and I had just gotten married and she supported it. And shortly after that, I started at WGN because I had been applying for jobs for months and months. And WGN just happened to have an opening at the second time I applied and I was hired within two weeks. But the bottom line is I, I started learning about job politics and it had nothing to do with me. It had all to do with the budget that the new news director had to save money quickly and my contract was up. I was the lowest on the team, so I was an easy target. Uh, and then when I got to Chicago, I learned more and more about job politics, about the backstabbing and the uh, near nepotism. Um, after I left WGN, a story that some people will remember, I went to the NBC station and I was there as a weather producer. And that's the station that tried to hire Jerry Springer for the 10 o'clock news. <laughs> oh, no way. That one. Yes, that wow. one. To do commentary on the 10 o'clock news. So needless to say, the station imploded. There was a complete change in management and a complete change in news staff. And I was one who got changed, changed out, which was okay with me at the time. Uh, but yeah, there were so many incidents of... of uh, Next question. I feel you. That's why I said the internal. I, I've internal got one. <laughs> I've got one for you, Alan. Wow. So yeah. you know, in in a in a long career, you're down near the Gulf Coast, or you're basically on the Gulf Coast. Um, <clears throat> what's been the sort of like the the you know an, Hurricane Andrew moment for you? What was your you know, for lack of a better term, what was your big one? What was the big story? What was the big storm? Well, the, the first one was Hurricane Ivan, and then it was Hurricane Katrina, which was 2004 and 2005. And what's what, what's interesting for me about it is I grew up in the North, went to Cornell undergrad, so snow belt, went to Florida State for grad school. And when I was at Florida State, I, 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 I did a synoptic program, so I didn't really focus on tropical. Um, so it Moving to Mobile in 1999 was really my first tropical experience, even though I lived in Tallahassee for a couple of years. So I learned a lot quickly. And fortunately, by the time Ivan had come around five years after I moved here, I'd done, gone to a lot of conferences and just really learned a lot on my own to supplement what I had learned you know, in, as a student. But Ivan, I, I tell young meteorologists that Ivan uh, and Katrina, it's like the Super Bowl. But to the viewer, not in a good way. I mean, to the community, it's it's not in a good sense. I, also, I would tell people that a, a hurricane is, is like a blind date, but not in a good sense, because you have no idea what you're getting into. And Ivan was one of those storms that you use every skill you have, both as a forecaster and as a communicator. Um, and people to this day, people will still tell me, you know, we had no power. We were scared. All we heard was your voice guiding us through the storm. And you explained how we could see the Milky Way uh, because no one had power. You know, once the storm went by, people got out and looked. So it's, that was definitely the storm. 
And it's something that while you're doing it, you don't think of it. You, you just do what you need to do. So Ivan, Ivan was the big one and Katrina was right behind. And, and are, are there in that process, you know, you're on camera, you're looking at radar, you probably got somebody talking in your ear and they're updating you with a, you know, something else that tragic that's happening. Are there like, do you feel the fear that you, you know, that you would expect uh, somebody who would be on the ground to be feeling even though you're in no. the studio like no no in the studio you're you're insulated i mean literally and and right. socially and in every sense you're in a building that is quiet relatively you have air conditioning you have electricity uh you can hear the wind the studio is pretty far from the coastline so we didn't get the the highest impact but you, you're always uh i tell people it's like when you watch people out in public, holding their phones, shooting video of danger coming right at them, whether it's a speeding car, they're looking at that screen and they're thinking, oh, I'm watching this on a screen, even though the screen is right. showing you what's <laughs> happening right in front of you. Yeah. And that's that's sort of the, I, I guess, subconscious way of approaching it. Consciously, though, uh, my mission and my focus is give people what they need right now. Um, knowing that there's going to be tragedy, knowing that there's going to be death, uh, and, and no matter what happens, you have to keep going. I guess a better answer to that question, um, with Ivan, we didn't really find out a lot about the deaths until the next day. So that, that part didn't come mm. in in real time, but I do remember sitting on the set and up until that point, because everyone in the station is there, it's like, Hey, it's a party. I can, the morning crew's here, the evening crew's here. I haven't seen them forever. And then we started hearing about the deaths and you could see the moods change. I mean, everybody got somber and quiet. Uh, there was an incident, um, uh, Leakesville, Mississippi tornado, which crossed into uh, Washington County, Alabama, the, my viewing area. And that was one of the few tornadoes since I've been here that actually took lives. Uh, tornado fatalities are rare right on the Gulf Coast, Mobile right. and Baldwin counties, because we get EF zeros and EF ones. But in any event, um, I remember I was on air when it came in and I, I had to pause and, and literally just take a couple of seconds to recompose myself and, and just keep going. And that's that's all you can do. Um, it's going to happen and you do have to prepare for it. Thank you. Take me take me back <clears throat> to your first day. Cause I know there's all kinds of things you remember, but almost everybody remembers their first day on mm -hmm. camera live. How, tell me a little bit about that. And then tell me how like the last day was and how, how much things had changed. <laughs> okay. Wow, that's, a, that's a good one. So first day was Albany, Georgia, WALB TV, uh, channel 10, 1987. It was two weeks after I graduated with my master's degree. And it was the weekend. I did weekend meteorology during the week. I was a news photographer and a video editor and sometimes a reporter. Uh, and I also worked with Terry Smith, who was at the Weather Channel. She was one of those who uh, supported me a lot there. N nervous but excited. I don't remember a lot of it other than the part that shows up on my video clips, which is I was really nervous until I... <laughs> in that interaction with the news anchor, when the anchor introduces you and we've got Alan Seals here, he's a Florida state graduate. He's going to do the weather now. And I just, 
just didn't know what to say or what to do or where to look. <laughs> once I got in that Chrome key, it was, I just went with it. Um, and what was unique about my career, I guess, versus most broadcast meteorologists is as an undergrad, I knew that was going to be my focus, TV meteorology. So I majored in meteorology, minored in communications, minored in partying. <laughs> party school. People don't know that. Um, and when I got to Florida State, I also majored in meteorology and minored in communication. So I, I taught. I taught intro to meteorology for non-majors as a teaching assistantship. And Florida State at the time had been building a broadcast meteorology department or area, and we had classes. So I did a lot of practicing for the two years I was there. So when I, my first job, I think I was ahead of where most people would be because I spent mm -hmm. two years practicing and teaching. Um, but yeah, once, once I got into it, um, so at that time the chroma key wall was blue, so I couldn't wear blue. Uh, the lighting was really harsh, uh, two or three mm -hmm. main lights, uh, with harsh shadows on your face. The re the remote for the computer, it was a computer. Uh, it had 16 colors. Uh, the computer <laughs> oh. remote had a wire. Your microphone had a wire. So you have to move very carefully when you're trying to turn and point. Oh. Uh, at that point, oh boy. Yeah, we did have basic satellite and radar, but you had to dial up on a modem to download mm -hmm. one image of the satellite. Oh, there was no radar loop. There was no satellite loop. Um, all the temperature data, I believe, was manually typed in and manually placed on, on the 16-color map. <laughs> Did you have uh, magnets? No. Fortunately, I came after the magnet. So it, it, okay. was, it was chroma key in 1987. It was the Commodore 64, right? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so, yeah. That's so what that, we record this show on. <laughs> <laughs> Oldie but a goodie. Um, but yeah, that, it's amazing from there to get to Milwaukee. By then, the weather computers, uh, well, computers in general, I mean, they mm -hmm. they exploded in power. So when I got to Milwaukee, I think we had the Live Line 4, and the Live Line 4 had millions of colors. How about mm. that? So you didn't Ooh. have to take to get a certain color. You didn't have to get rid of another one. You could start adding. <laughs> Um, there, let's see. Oh, a printer maps, paper maps, those big paper oh, maps that were wet when maps. they came off. Yes. Those. Yep. Uh, so we had those, you'd hang them on the wall and you would hand analyze with colored pencils and pens, uh, markers. Um, and then I guess the next big change was when I got to WGN in 1992, mm. that's when I think it was Cavoris first came out with the 3D satellite where you can fly down. You had to render it out frame by frame. Yeah. And to get like a 10 second animation, it took 30 to 40 minutes to yeah. render it. So if you messed up your start and end points, <laughs> you're out of luck. <laughs> um, that was a big deal. Uh, the mid 90s, I remember in Chicago, um, just before I got to WMAQ, they got uh, lightning, real time lightning. And when they started it, each one, if you remember the game Pong, the video, one of the early yeah. video games, Pong, <laughs> each each thing made a sound, beep, beep. So on the lightning mm -hmm. strikes, you would hear beep, 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 and people went nuts. They hated that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the station turned the sound off on those. Um, and then around that same time, the internet took off shortly thereafter. Uh, iPhones, smartphones, web cameras, virtual sets, you name it. It's just, boy. 
Uh, as wow. I told my students today, it is so, if you work at a TV station and you have, um, uh, where I teach at the University of South Alabama, they have a Barron's weather computer. There is so much in it that is automated that if you didn't want to, you didn't, you wouldn't have to do anything other than choose right. some maps, put them in a sequence and go in front of them and talk about them. So yeah. that's where we've come to. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I know, Alan, you've had a, a big history in the AMS as well. And I just want you, everybody to know you can join now the American Meteorological Society's Weather Band, which is a... a amazing little kind of offshoot and a part of AMS. Uh, just go to amsweatherband.org because you can connect with weather enthusiasts all over the world. Plus, they've got over 10,000 members, uh, a part of the AMS that you can connect with. You can swap stories and data, join photo contests and interactive webinars, or test your trivia knowledge. So kind of a lot of cool stuff on here. Um, join me and you can become a full member for just 12 bucks a year, which makes it a no-brainer, right, to kind of be a part of this and have these kind of resources. And don't forget to join the Weather Bands uh, February 29th and March 1st Jamposium, which is from noon to four. It's their annual virtual uh, kind of symposium they have online, as requested by Weather Band members. We'll cover topics from climate change and severe weather to science communication, citizen science, and I know everyone's getting excited about the upcoming April 2024 total solar eclipse. Uh, so they're going to have a cool pot on there. So just go to amsweatherband.org and you can uh, get started and join us. So we're going to take a short break and uh, we're going to be right back with more from Alan. So stay tuned. Don't miss Vintage Stormfront Freaks. This one here, we do, we do have a few dents in the new Suburban, but my truck, I, that, that hood's a trophy. You might as well put two GoPros on there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what it looks like. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to drive this thing into a tornado, and then they all start laughing. Good. You'll, you'll be the only sober one by the end of the night. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. All right, so we're back uh, with Alan Seals. And, and Alan... You know, something that, that I've, I've always been passionate about is exposing weather, uh, whether meteorology, storm chasing, all, you know, all those aspects, um, exposing that to, did I say exposing uh, kind of I'm just glad where you took that, Phil. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. where yeah, we yeah, were yeah. going. No so um, making it available. Uh, to a lot of people, right? And and I'll so I'll tell you this because you know we've we've now done over two hundred episodes, but we have had because the industry there's just not as many minorities in the weather community now whether it's meteorologists, researchers, 
even storm chasers. Mm-hmm. There's, there's just, there's not a lot. And the good news is, is that keeps increasing. And I love seeing that. And I love um, being able to give an opportunity for everybody to understand that and see that and see everybody that can be in this community and make it far more diverse. So my question to you is because you are an educator as well. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that that you've thought about, you know, as as a black man in weather to help ex, ex, to help expose to help make that available, <laughs> right? To to more more people and more minorities and encourage them and say, hey, this this can be for everybody. Right. What are some of the things you've done, and and what are things that people can do to make it better? Okay, uh, awesome question. Um, and and actually, I'll back up and even start with. How did I get into it? And I got into it the same way as everyone else. That's the bottom line. Just a natural curiosity of how you can have hail in the summertime, how you could have thunder snow in the winter, things that I experienced as a little kid. And fortunately for me growing up, my parents raised me to know that anything is possible. Uh, There may be some obstacles, but if it's what you really want to do, you have to go after it. And growing up, even in New York in the uh, 60s, 70s, and 80s, there was no um, black meteorologist that I had known of uh, until like into the 80s. And then we saw uh, Al Roker and Mark McEwen and Spencer Christian. Um, so I, the first thing I'll tell people is weather is universal. Uh, my One of my favorite phrases is clouds. People are like clouds. We come in different sizes, shapes, colors, and heights, but we're all made of the same thing. And when it comes to weather, it's so universal that to me, what's just natural is to share that with a wide variety of people. My wife just asked me uh, last week how many schools I visited over my career. And for those of us who work in TV, you keep a list of them because your TV station needs it for their FCC, Federal Communications Commission uh, records. Uh, it, so over 37 years, I've visited, uh, it was, it was over 800 schools. Wow. Um, wow. <laughs> and, and I love it. I, I still do. Um, and I remember in particular, there were schools in Wisconsin where, where I went there. And I remember I could tell these were, once you get outside of Milwaukee, there are very few uh, African-Americans, especially at, at that time. And I remember going to schools where I would put money on the fact that I was the first living, breathing Black person that the kids had ever met. And they, they treated me like a person as I treat other people like people. And that's the key thing. Um, so th- that's always been my method is just to get out there and share weather. Of, it doesn't matter who you are, what you are. I've, I've spoken at um, youth detention centers. Uh, I've spoken at uh, mental health facilities, uh, senior centers, um, just uh, a graduation for, for folks getting their GEDs. Just just sharing the weather doesn't matter who they are. So that's that's always been my method. Now, I do get, of course, students approaching me saying, you know, I I, I want to do what you do. I want to be like you, whether it's a, a woman, a male, a female, doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so that that's been my method. Um, but definitely, I, I know the value of being visible and uh, in particular to be in the role I'm in. So here, here's a good example. When I moved to Mobile, uh, my friends in New York who never really lived out of New York 
had the stereotype of the South as the South in the 1960s. Hmm. Mobile is a very progressive city. Uh, we've had a black mayor. The city's 40% black. It's international cosmopolitan for mm -hmm. the state. Uh, but either way, and just like people in Mobile has a stereotype of New Yorkers uh, okay. because you never really interact. But once I got here, I got the first, the comments I got from all people, whether it was black or white, is we are so happy you're here. This is just what Mobile needed. So a lot of people recognize nice. that history has excluded groups of people from certain positions. Um, and me coming here and being just me, which is all I am, uh, really helped to, for everyone to see. Uh, because I think one of the biggest problems I see with people, whether it's Weather, politics, you name it. If you never interact with a certain class of people, you only have a stereotype about that class of people. Wow. Yeah. And that's there's, there's way too much of that. So follow up question uh, related to Phil's then. Do you see now going on 30 years later uh, a, a change? Are you seeing more kids uh, of color, more kids from different backgrounds getting into uh, the meteorology? Yes, yes, and it's awesome. Uh, you, you may know Brian Busby in Kansas City, chief meteorologist, African-American. He's been chief at KMBC since, I think, 1988, oh, which wow. is uh, truly historic. Wow. I think he's that actually the, sec um, the second black-degreed meteorologist on TV in the country. Um, Brian's my buddy. And when we used to go to the AMS conferences in the, in the nineties, we would always joke, whoever would see the other one first would say, Oh, the other black guys here, <laughs> <laughs> because literally it was just the two of us when I was, uh, an undergrad. And this was of course, before social media, even in, when I was an undergrad, I did not know of any other African-American meteorologists. Once I got to grad school, I met Tom Kearney, who had a degree in meteorology. He was African-American. And then, of course, I learned of Warren Washington, who was who may be the first African-American with a meteorology or atmospheric science degree in the country, Dr. Washington. So from the from the 90s, when it was just me and Brian uh, and we would get together and talk about, well, who else is in the business? And we'd hold up two hands and we'd count. Oh, well, you know, Janice Huff is over here and. And um, David Tillman's over here. Gene Norman's over here. And now we can't count anymore, which is good. We've lost That's track. Great, yeah. And that the awesome wonderful. thing is, as you guys travel and as I travel, uh, I turn on the TV. And it's like, oh, there's another one. Oh, there's another one. There's another one. <laughs> so to me, it's heartwarming. And it's not just me. It's our it's our country as a whole. Finally, learning to accept people for who they are, what they are, um, rather than putting them into a little uh, box. Do okay, you find so that's the case for like public comments as well? I mean, because we know like when you break down like the male female in broadcast, right? The yeah. females are the ones that get the comments about what they wore, but the men don't, right? Y yes. So how do you find like how did that break down for you? You know, how did you find that different as well? And how has that evolved? It seems like you've had a pretty nice experience. I've, I, overall, yes. Overall, I've had a really good experience where I've had very few racial or racist comments. Now, when I've interrupted tornado warnings, then there's the <laughs> subtle. <laughs> None of it doesn't matter your race, your sex, your yeah. age. Nothing. You you interrupt Dancing with the Stars, and you're going to straight to hell, man. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to pull up an audio file right here. Let's see if, if I can find it. 
Uh, I always keep this. Is it your, to, uh, is it your ringtone? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not. Uh, oh, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. It's just always oh. so shocking to hear some of these stories of the way the general public can be. They're not mm. very understanding at times. None of our mm. listeners are that, though. We know we have none of those people involved here. But but it does. Um, I, I actually do. I keep a long list on my phone for all occasions. Um, I'll try <laughs> to find the one that I'm thinking of. Well, but... you know, we can include it in our show notes if we if you get it to us afterwards. <laughs> yeah. that, that'd, be, that'd be kind and of it's, okay. it's a good yeah. list. It's a good list. It's not the list. <laughs> right, right. Right. But okay. so here here's one of the the funniest things. Um, when I worked in Albany, Georgia, which is where Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was put in jail. In, in mm. the early 60s, I, I came a generation after that. Um, it was the same thing where people were just so excited to have me there as the first black meteorologist on TV. I didn't have one single racist comment. Uh, now, my coworkers who grew up there, they had a lot uh, because that was their their history. That's their neighborhoods. They, they were out more than I was. And of course, TV does make you the TV person as opposed to whatever other thing you might be. Uh, when I moved to Milwaukee, 1988, I was on the air filling in on a weekend and the news anchor, the woman filling in was also African-American and we got a phone call and the phone call, I picked it up. Hello, it's Alan Seals. Um, and the, the man said, why do you have those chocolate N words on the TV right now at the same time? And, and I was taken aback. Damn. I was like, is, is this a joke? Is, is he kidding? And I, I couldn't really. So I'm a New Yorker, but you learn to always take the high road, respond professionally, because you never know who you're talking to. So I, I said, uh, I'm sorry, sir. If you have a problem with our TV, please call back, speak to the boss on Monday. But the, the man said that he had moved to Mo uh, Milwaukee from Alabama 30 years earlier to get away from black people. He didn't use, he didn't say black people, but that's what he said. Yeah. Jeez. So you go from there in 1992 to 1999, when I moved to Mobile, Alabama as the first black chief meteorologist, uh, it's, it's ir ironic, but fitting uh, that you can't run from, from people, uh, which is also a dumb concept. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, well, that's the one person. That's the lower one percent. Yeah, it is. It and and just like you gotta when, write them off. Just like when you interrupt TV and you get the tornado warning, people complaining and they become irate. Uh, I coined this phrase: uh, "remote rage." You've heard of road rage, but there's remote <laughs> rage. <laughs> to tornado warnings. Yes, it's people. Well, there's also something so anonymous these days about yeah. being able to yeah. hide behind your, you know, your Twitter handle or your mm -hmm. Facebook, uh, mm -hmm. your Facebook name or whatever. And, and so yeah. it makes people very brave. I would suspect. That, Along with alcohol. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, that, that's true. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. like, yeah. for example, if you take Phil, for example, I mean, <laughs> oh, God, uh, it's, it's, it's easy at a distance to, to, you know, <laughs> compare him to Vin Diesel to his face. I would never, <laughs> Alan, I would never do that, you yeah. know, and just like I would imagine, that if uh, somebody met you on the street, they're way less likely to say something to your face than they would be if they're able to hide yeah. behind a, a Twitter profile or something like that. Right. It's kind of the sad thing about the the times we live in and, and social media is that ability to be that anonymous. Yes, it is. Their rant over.
<laughs> Greg, those are Bono glasses. I just figured that out. Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, that is the sound. So, Alan, it is time for our lightning round. Uh, right. This is our, our game show of flashy and brilliant questions. Uh, we always get to play with our guests. And tonight, really to kind of honor your retirement, we're, we're playing a game called Joining the Golden Girls. <laughs> All right, so what I've got uh, is I've got a, a top 20 list from two different decades. So I'm actually going to let you pick the decade, but these are the top 20 best sitcoms hmm. from either the Ooh. 70s or the 80s. So so you're you're recently retired, mm -hmm. so these had to have been, you know, golden era sitcom yeah. years for you and it's TV and you've got a history in TV. Yep. So I'm I'm gonna let you pick first off 70s or 80s. 70s. All right, so we're going Ooh. with the 70s. So this is Ranker.com. They've they've listed out the 20 top uh, sitcoms from the mm -hmm. 70s. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give you I'm gonna walk through this and and I'm gonna keep giving you two different sitcoms. Uh -huh. You have to tell me which one you think was ranked higher. Okay. In the top okay. twenty best list. Right, so this I'm is ready. this is from the seventies. Now our freaks, they they, they can kind of maybe give you some advice and <laughs> you know recommend what they think it might be. I always encourage our guests to maybe not always listen to them <laughs> because you, with this crew you don't always know We're what you're going to get. Right. But, <laughs> uh, I trust but, Alan on this one, man. Uh, yeah. But but you you never really know. So here are the first first two uh, sitcoms from the seventies. Uh, the first one I'm going to give you is uh, Laverne and Shirley and the Brady Bunch. Which one Brady of those Bunch. two? Brady Bunch. Wow. Brady you, Bunch. Did, you didn't even think about it. That's... <laughs> nice. Yeah. So Brady Bunch was 10. Laverne and Shirley was 17. Mm -hmm. um, we're looking at the Mary Tyler Moore show or Welcome Back. Welcome Back, Cotter. Oh, boy. That's a oh. tough one. Yeah. I'm... Mr. Cotter. Mr. Well, let's see. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah, I think so. I think so too. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you would be correct. Uh, Mary Tyler Moore was seven. Ooh. Welcome back. Cotter was 13. All right. Uh, here's another one. We've got uh, I Dream of Jeannie or Good Times. Good Times. Good Times. <laughs> That's one of the one of the best uh, best sitcom songs. You say good times. Good times. You would be incorrect. Oh, um, I'm shocked. I, like I dream a genie was ranked fifteenth. Good times just twenty. Remember, she was pretty. She was pretty and wore her yeah. outfit. Yeah. Was well, that I'm the show though? They. That's just where they changed the husband, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't yeah. They, yeah, change they changed the husband. The husband. They changed yeah. the husband. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about JJ. <laughs> James uh, Evans, I, though. James Evans was uh, the biggest bad ass, I think, on TV. That was good. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go with uh, The Odd Couple or Taxi. Ooh. So my problem <laughs> is I'm thinking <laughs> reruns and syndication versus first run. Oh. Uh... Okay. Well, and you're also thinking there's probably some real rhyme or reason to this top 20 list. And I, I don't think there really is either, but, but it's all fun. So taxi uh, odd, odd or couple. odd couple, odd couple, Felix and Oscar. Oh, I was really? going to go with that too. No, taxi was five. Odd couple was nine. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, next one, we've got uh, All in the Family or Bewitched. All in the Family. All in the Family. Right there. Number wow. one shot. Wow. Yeah, All in the Family, number two. Bewitched wow. is the one where they changed Yeah, you're right. You're right. Actors. They changed actors on that one. Um, okay, next one we've got is uh, MASH or WKRP in Cincinnati. Yeah. Mm. Has to be MASH. Yeah, it has, has to, to be MASH. Yeah. MASH. Yeah. All right, I'll go with Mash. <laughs> yeah. You'd be right. Ma you. Mash was number one. WKRP number six. Uh, all right, here we go. We've got uh, the Jeffersons or Three's Company. Oh, moving on okay. up. Wheezy, so Wheezy, and first run Three's Company. The Jeffersons took them in reruns, but Three's Company, I think, was. <laughs> Oh, uh, Jefferson's well, 11, Three's Company 14. That was, that was close. Wow. I kind of kind of made that one hard on you. All right, here we go. We got uh, Barney Miller or the Bob Newhart Show. Mm. Wow. Ooh. Darn. Did the Barney Miller Show, wasn't that like a bass, like it laid a bass mm -hmm. groove? Oh, yeah, really yeah. good theme song. God, some yeah. of these are really good theme songs. And, and, and uh, the, the, also the difference is Barney Miller was funny. <laughs> and uh, Bob Newhart though was not. Uh, I'll go Bob, with Bob was Newhart. <laughs> go with Bob. Yeah, you would be correct. Nice. Bob was eight. Barney was sixteen. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, so here we go. We've got uh, Mark and Mindy or Sanford and Son. Which oh. I would say Sanford and Son mm. probably best best theme song. That was. I, that would, was, I would yeah, say that was a great theme song. Definitely that the best was, theme song. Yeah, for yep, sure. Quincy Jones. That was his. See, I got that part right. Oh, really? Uh, that was yeah, Quincy? Quincy Jones wrote it. No kidding. Nice. Well, no wonder nice. it's so good. No wonder it's good. Um, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to go Mork and Mindy, even though Safford and Son. Uh, yeah, you'd you'd be wrong. Sanford and Son four. Oh, wow. Mark and Mindy nineteen. Wow. wow. All right, here's the last one. It's gonna. This one's a hard one. Yeah, I, I'm just like I'm ripping off numbers on the top twenty, and then I see what my last two are. Uh, <laughs> and it's a softball, but it's either Get Smart or Happy Days. Sunday, happy Monday, oh, happy, days. happy Days. It's the happy fun. Happy days, yeah. hey. happy days. Yeah. Happy Days. Happy Days. <laughs> you you would be absolutely <laughs> right. I won. Good one. You would be absolutely right, Alan. That was awesome. Great job. Great job. You know really good. You know oh, I do. I was, I was a big TV watcher. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so you, you've you've talked a little bit about the books, but I guess where now that you're not on air, where can people follow you and find you and uh, yeah, take a look at all this stuff. Uh, so Facebook is my biggest platform, uh, which is, I think it's Alan Seals Weather. Yeah, it's Alan Seals Weather. <laughs> Uh, I do have a, well, get that right. Get I have a YouTube right. channel. Well, I have Alan Seals Weather on Facebook. I have a website, alanseals.com. My book website is alansealsauthor.com. My YouTube channel is Alan Seals Weather. So Google Alan Seals. Yeah, if you just Google my name, you'll, you'll find it. it all. But yeah. It's uh, bad you, when you don't remember them. You know, we're like, well, yeah, it's I, like your, your cell phone. Maz knows. Maz knows. Do you knows remember your I cell do. phone number? I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, that's uh, that's awesome. We'll tell you what, we're, we're going to take our final break, but don't forget, you can find Stormfront Freaks merchandise exclusively at helicity.co. 
So Helicity is the dream store of weather stuff for weather geeks. You've got t-shirts, drink containers. You can shop our entire Stormfront Freaks catalog of logo merch and Weather Fools t-shirts. Just visit helicity.co, the weather superstore for the freak in you. So uh, we're going to be coming right back with some hashtag Weather Fools and our Chaser Gone Wild clips. So stay tuned. This is Jennifer Graves, CNN. You're listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Let's take a drive under the moon. Let's take a drive under the somber sky. Let's take a drive under the Welcome back to the Stormfront Freaks. This is uh, everyone's favorite segment. This is hashtag weather fools. This is where we collect across the internet and social media, people doing dumb stuff related to the weather. I'm going to stop talking because we got lots of them today. We're going to start off with Dina. You've got a couple. Uh, tell us about your first uh, weather fool. Well, they're both from Buffalo because, you know, we've been getting Buffalo always gets a bunch of lake effect snow. And, um, it's just the, the amount of crazy stuff people do in the snow in Buffalo at football games. A lot of things, um, are at the football games because the Buffalo bills have been playing. And so they've had to have people come into the stadium and shovel the, um, the stadium seats because they can't sit in them. There's been so much snow and you know, Buffalo is just a fire hose of snow. (laughs) So they come in and they can't, they can't walk. There's too much snow and it's freezing freaking cold. So these guys are like taking off their shirts. They're trudging through the snow. They're sliding. Like there's so much snow that they're actually like just sliding down the, like, Instead of there being stairs, there's actually snow. Oh, yeah. Like a so big they're slide. actually like making like slides, snow <laughs> slides. I did, I did see these. Was it, was this the kind of chubby guy? Yes. The one chubby guy. It's never a skinny guy that does this, right? Is he there? But he's got a kid. You know, I'm like, I know when you grow up in the snow, you, you get tough, you get tough with the cold and stuff. I grew up in the snow belt myself, but I mean, you're trudging this one. The, the big guy was trudging through the snow, trying to find a seat. And it was up to his waist, just about up to his waist. He's got his kid trailing behind him. And, you know, I've sat through football games in the cold and four hours of cold. You really get numb. Like, yeah. And a lot of times you end up with the flu. I mean, you get sick and then you got to like, you know, then you then when these guys go and they take their kid and everybody's sick. And, you know, as the mom, you like got to hear about it. The week. <laughs> how, do, how do they I mean, clean out the bleachers that when you, when you get like that they, much snow in your, like, first of all, Buffalo needs like a covered stadium. Okay. Volunteers. They get volunteers. Snow, 
Yeah, but even then, you like they have your row triple G mafia or something. You like shovel it as hard as you can. It's gonna like go to row F, right? Like, yeah. So, so I just don't get how this works. This is how they did it in Green Bay because when I lived near Green Bay, there I remember a snowstorm and they were calling out, "Hey, volunteers!" and they pay like fifteen dollars an hour. But what they do is they have like shoots down the stairwells, each of the stairwells, and then people have shovels. And they just shovel it into the oh, chute, okay, and yeah, the sh- all the snow slides down. down. Now I didn't see so that at Buffalo. So what do you do once it gets into the snow? So then you've got everything from the stadium. Sorry, I'm taking us on a massive detour right now. You <laughs> yeah. get everything on the stadium, like in the seating. Then it's on the field. Like, how do you move it then? I'm not even sure. When they, they, they take loaders and loaders. dump it into trucks. Yeah. 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 Picture they this. Just chuck it out of there. Picture. They, yeah. need, they need heavy equipment. But for the stadium, for the stairs, they got to do it. But the one, if you could just just look at the show notes later. But um, the one, the the slide that I was talking about was the the shoot that Bill was just mentioning where they slide it. But the guy took his shirt off. Wasn't, you know. It wasn't like Greg took his shirt off. <laughs> and know, I'm sure he's sober. It, but it was so funny. Like, no shirt, signed down. I'm like, dude, come on, you guys. Is, is there eventually going to be a video with this conversation? <laughs> I, I, we've explained it. Just you can check out the show notes. Will anyone yeah. do, a, do a reenactment? <laughs> yeah, right. MJ's got it. MJ's okay, got it up. Is. Here we go. All right, so here we go. Shirt off. Like, okay, so there he goes. He's got his. Wow, that off. is deep. Oh, oh this is hardcore. Yeah. How can you even find your letter row? Oh my god. I don't know, but it was like ridiculous. And then just being the mom, you're like, now you're taking the kid out there. Everybody's gonna be sick. I mean, it's just it's it's a it's a bit much. Oh, let's wild. see. This might be the other funny one. Uh, oh, this looks dude. like my. This looks like mine. Oh. This right. is my weather full. Well, then I'm just going to hand it off. Serena. Let's see. Let's see if this is the one that's mine. So there's two weatherful videos that I am infamous for providing to us. One are people slipping on the ice, which, by the way, just oh, yeah. Google Portland ice. Social media is littered with with those right now. It's just absolutely incredible. The second is weatherfuls when it comes to flood. And so this video that I found is these guys standing by waiting and the water's coming up against the bridge and the bridge just disappears. It gets blown off like a bomb went off from the river and the whole bridge like explodes and takes off. But what happens is after that more water comes up and all of a sudden the water starts rising up to these guys and it's like get the hell out of here you do not need to be standing there watching this where was this this where was this i have no idea uh looks it's i have no idea i but it was i saw it today and i was like translation oh it looks like argentina i see i see a hashtag argentina okay i was like holy Mm. shnikes I couldn't believe how that bridge just disappeared like there was nothing. And the water that's behind it. Oh, my God. Get out of there, guys. Can't that's stop. when you don't understand the power of water right? yeah. is, is when you're just standing there and you see that and you're like, oh. Phil, yeah. Phil I don't think anybody understands no. the power of water. <laughs> right. Honestly. Right. Yeah. All right. This is another one from you, Serena. Uh, no, I think we're on the no, phone now. So this is Go mine. Ahead. So I, I call this one Chaser Gone Stupid. Uh, but this is from uh, one of our listeners, Luna Light. But here's a storm chaser who turns around in somebody's yard. Like he, he no. drives into someone's grass yard right now. What He's like hell? turning around in their yard uh, to go after this tornado. And they're just driving in front of people. 
Uh, they're just like, go, 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 not paying attention to anything, no safety, no nothing, and no common decency of people's property. Nope. Yeah. Driving over someone's like septic tank or like, that's just awful. That's Kids just so bike. disrespectful. Yeah. Huh. We so see these are face. definite amateurs. Face, Th- these are probably like local amateurs that, that don't know what they're doing. There actually, yeah. I think, was a name, but we I, I don't think we'll use it. All right, next one I've got. Uh, I think I call this split decision. Here's a guy who's getting out of his car, and as he leaves the car, look at the tree. <gasps> gets hit by lightning. Wow. <laughs> Seconds after he leaves wow. his car, That's lightning hits amazing. that tree and just crushes his car. Hmm. Dang. Wow. Just when, so when, when anybody asks, why don't you want to stand under a tree during a thunderstorm? <laughs> That's a good... Wow. This is, this is the video you want to show me. It just explodes right at the... Right at the base nice of the front. Nice slow-mo. Yeah. That is one of the coolest lightning videos I've seen. Yeah, that is All right, really next cool. one, I call this building a bad reputation. Uh, this was after some of the tornadoes that went through Tennessee uh, December, I think. Uh, might have actually been late, late November. But uh, one of the things the National Weather Service found as they were uh, doing their inspections and follow-up to tornado strength is they found a number of homes that were just improperly secured to foundations, mm-hmm. weren't built properly to code, and uh, just builders that were taking shortcuts and not doing what they were supposed to have been doing Man, that's to so secure sad. homes. How did they get past the inspectors? Well, probably there's they're inspecting one out of every hun- yeah. 100 houses or something like that. Or don't look, you know, or don't look and throw Pictures. in the top, you know. Pictures. I, I had my yeah. roof redone uh, a year and a half ago, and the roofer didn't do it right, but he sent pictures to the inspector, and the inspector approved it based on the roof, on the <gasps> pictures. Really? Oh. Yeah. Unreal. Wow. Oh. That's what you got to do. All right, last one I've got to call this burning to die. You guys know there's been Whoa. some volcanic activity oh in Iceland. Gosh. Look at that, though. See all those That's little cool. people that are just right on the edge <laughs> of the lava, like just watching it? Which would probably be us. <laughs> we would like probably do the same burning. thing. I'd have a marshmallow on a stick. <laughs> but uh, that's Whoa. that's getting a little bit close, I, mm-hmm. I think, to the lava flow. I don't know. There's probably lava tours going on right now. Who knows? But uh, yeah. I'm not going to lie, Phil. I want to be one of those weather fools right there. <laughs> I know. I I say, we're we're like... not afraid to throw ourselves under the bus. <laughs> yeah. I'd just be afraid we'd like explode all of a sudden. Yeah, oh, like, of course. Well, yeah. Like, that's like, that's you know, my concern. Like it's cool there while and you know it's calm, but and you know it's gonna hurt, right? <laughs> I mean, you're like, yeah. this, is, this is bad. Now there, 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 there is not. another there is another way to look at this though too. This is uh, Iceland in the middle of the North Atlantic in January. It could be that they're just trying to keep warm. Yeah, uh, true. Good point. They snow on the ground and fire right in front of them. Fair, man. Well, thank you for those, Phil. I've got a few here myself, guys. And uh, uh, so this first one I I think is kind of funny. We might have to watch it a a couple times, but it's a cruise ship uh, that is experiencing a bunch of flooding uh, in one of these big storms. uh, And they're, you know, the as as you hear the sound, you know, people are like screaming, and there's like you know stuff there's going on, the and then there's a lady there. on the treadmill doing oh it. My and God. This, <laughs> this reminded me of that video of you know the we were talked about it last week. The uh, you know the the uh, uh, weatherman on camera in a hurricane, and and the two guys walking in behind, and that's kind of what this reminded me of <laughs> mm-hmm. with the lady on the uh, uh, on Don't the treadmill way, in the background. People. Gotta get in my steps. (laughs) Gotta get it in. Get that workout. 
<laughs> oh, that cracks me up. I just love that she's on there. Um, this yeah. next one, uh, oh, Phil, you're going to love, you know, Jesus. turn around, don't drown. But listen, this one isn't even in close, right? Like I get the ones oh. where, you know, maybe the wheels up to the hub, the water's up to the hubcaps or something. But this one, I mean, oh, the he's nose floating. Of the, yeah, now he's, he's floating. floating. He's floating. And he kept going. He was going slow. Like he kept going down. So but, I mean, the water was literally over the hood of the car. This well, was the truck is doing that, it. That truck. <laughs> but let's like, keep going. Oh my god! It's, oh my god! <laughs> like, what are they? Ridiculous. <laughs> Good thing he's got the wipers on so he can see. Oh yeah. god! <laughs> oh god! I hope he doesn't get his insurance. Anyway, next up, uh, MJ. Uh, so this one I thought was kind of fun. Storm Sun's oh. inflatable bear flying at music. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That's better than cows, her, right? Oh man! I don't know why that's amazing. It's like a big inflatable gummy bear. <laughs> it was. We got cows, and you know there were some injuries out of that. And how yeah. do you how do you explain that one the next day at work? Right? I had a gigantic pink bear knock me over and give me a concussion. And they're like, that... "What were you drinking?" Look at that well, stadium. Was, pink elephant. Still. Wow. Hmm. Seeing that bear tumble over the people, though, I I'm sorry that that was funny. <laughs> And this one was also from Argentina. This was uh, from Buenos Aires. Whoops, so. whoops. Wow, they're they're bringing the weather wow. fools. They are bringing yeah. the weather fools for sure. <laughs> no one was in that bear. <laughs> and let's see what we got next. So this next Ooh. one I think is crazy. So this says dash cam shows the moment a driver gets caught in the F3 tornado. I don't think he got caught. I think he literally turned around to drive into oh, the Jesus. tornado. Looks that way. Like I think oh, if he would have just there goes the windshield. Like if he would have just kept driving in the direction he was going, I think he would have been driving away from the tornado. And all of a sudden, now he's yeah. driving into yeah. it. Okay, and he this was one, in that for a long time. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, so I, this is the one I also around. I also had this one, Greg. And yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely someone who started seeing saw that flash, um, uh, the transformer flash, and then just panicked. Said, "I don't want to go that way." <laughs> turned around not knowing what they're doing and they basically drove right into the heart of the tornado yeah, by turning absolutely. around. I can't imagine they don't have flat tires either from driving over all that debris. Oh, that vehicle's going to be a write-off. It would have yeah. to be. I can't I can't imagine uh the vehicle surviving that. So Well, if uh, he's lucky, Reed Timmer's going to reach out and uh offer his job. <laughs> I tell you, I, I I'd want to hear that if Richard Pryor or or Carlin were driving that car, that's what I want to hear. Yep. No kidding. <laughs> uh, and this one is the classic weather fool. You've got a tornado bearing down. Now clearly there is something not good going on outside your door. So what do you do? don't Go seek shelter let's get that let's get that phone camera and get that uh uh that shaky Ooh. footage of the tornado as it literally now watch what happens uh i thought i uh, maybe we missed it but uh there was a, a quick flash of light almost like a lightning strike and then the camera quickly uh turned away but uh mm -hmm. you know what stay indoors the the it's not yeah. worth the the 30 seconds of video oh look right. that condensation no it's Ooh, not he's right there <laughs> yeah, we're all going. Oh man, look at that! <laughs> I wish I wish I was look there. Yeah. <laughs> and this one, uh, right along the same vein, exactly the same situation. You can see uh, some nasty. This is the one with the lightning flash. So oh. you'll see uh, there's uh, you know the trees are waving and the debris flying around, and then all there of us, and then all of a sudden it gets really bad. 
and then he stops oh. filming the moment <laughs> the transformer goes transformer yep. blue or lightning wow. strike or whatever but uh uh like watch how quickly this storm ramps up like you know there's there's something going on here but get to safety get into the basement and boom, mm -hmm. look how wow. fast everything disappears yeah wow. it was like three seconds it disappeared <laughs> I just love how he ended. Okay, time to go. <laughs> well, listen, that's all I'm the good. weather fools. Uh, that's all the weather fools we have for this episode. Uh, episode 201 show notes. Check them out. And uh, I think you're going to love them. <laughs>
Oh, he got out of the car. <laughs> there he goes. He's he's flying all over the place. Oh wow. Um, so the fun things you can do with uh, storm chasing video games. Good oh, stuff. My goodness. It's always Alan, been now my... you know what you can do. <laughs> Maybe that's uh, your next uh, goal there, Alan. No, I'll go for the real one. <laughs> <laughs> Although what I, I tell people I, I have never seen a tornado. And that's because whenever there's a tornado threat, I I would have to go to work. Yeah, but well, we do it. Just... We do a trip every spring, Alan. We we mm -hmm. we go out. We do a, a storm chasing trip on the plains. You're mm -hmm. more than welcome to come out and join us. No, Absolutely, I, I will keep that in mind. I I did do two chase trips on my own way back. It was mostly for photography, but it was awesome just to be yeah, out there yeah. and uh -huh. smell the cows and feel the wind. <laughs> and you just got to stuff. I, I, the first thing that cracked me up, uh, I flew into Oklahoma. Uh, I think my, yeah, Oklahoma city was my first one driving West. I saw a tumbleweed and I just laughed for like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd seen them on the Roadrunner cartoons, but I had never seen a real life tumbleweed and it's like yeah. wow there it is and i just kept laughing <laughs> <laughs> oh my runner. god all right let's uh mj let's check me a postcard drop me a line you've got mail baby yeah all right we got a full freak fan box uh we just got done with our 200th Ooh. episode as well but uh let me let me chime in on some of the uh, letters and messages uh fuzzy mickelson says hey it's hard to believe that i've been watching since 2017 one of the greatest weather nice. podcasts ever. Congrats, guys. Here's to many more. Thank you. Wow. Thanks, so thanks, Fuzzy. Uh, Hunter Hurley, who I don't know if he's still on, but he was on earlier today, uh, tonight, said one of my favorite episodes of Stormfront Freaks Live was uh, the one featuring Vincent Ledvina with the uh, Aurora, oh, yeah. the Aurora guy. Uh, as someone who's only gotten into Aurora chasing this year and with my first time experiencing them in April, Vincent has been an individual I've always looked up to and his amazing photos and knowledge of space weather. Uh, the questions asked this evening by the hosts were great, and overall, it's just an amazing episode. Nice. Very nice. cool. Wow. That was, was a that great his one. mom who wrote that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, that was Hunter. That was Hunter. All right. Uh, Logan, uh, Logan Eskrich says, uh, great podcast y'all doing. I'm a Red Cross disaster responder, so all the mm -hmm. thanks in the world to y'all. Um, yeah. Jason Kippa says, great episodes. Congratulations on 200. Cheers to another 200. We'll see you at the summit. Uh, we actually won't be at the summit. Jen Watson will be there. But uh, when you get there, Jason, make sure you pick up one of our Twister trailer film cell keychains. Uh, we sent a bunch of those, so everybody in attendance uh, will be able to get one of those. Uh, Lina Cooper, Alina Cooper says, I was there from the very beginning of this episode to the very end. She's talking about 200. Uh, this was amazing. I love this so much. And if you haven't already, I highly recommend checking out their podcast. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Donna Knight says, I watched it live. Great show. Glad you all could get together and have a great time. It was a lot of fun to watch. What a cool place, literally. Uh, and again, <laughs> thanks to Serena who got that door opened up for us because yeah. Mount Washington mm -hmm. was amazing. It was fun. It was a good time, man. Uh, Carolina Weather Group, our friends over uh, with their podcast, says congratulations to the Stormfront Freaks for celebrating their 200th episode. And uh, last, last, Brandon Montgomery says, hey, I watched it live. Great podcast and appreciate the effort and coordination involved to make it happen atop Mount Washington. So thanks, uh, everyone. So very cool. Yeah. yeah. So well, great stuff. We we'll appreciate it. We'll have to talk it. about at some point, like, 
the fun we had up there. Like we, you know, we did all the interviews for the 200, but we're going to have to recap for everybody. Some of the, uh, the things we did and go that over was that. Fun. Yeah. It was a good time. Yes, it was. It was good. I still have uh, my scab or my scar from the. Oh yeah, how's your leg, the... Phil? You're gonna Ooh. have a chunk out of your knee for like ever. I think it's gonna be there for one. a while. It was pretty yeah. deep. It was pretty deep. But yeah. uh, go ahead and mention us on your next post. You might see it on our our next episode as well. And I think that just about does it for this episode of Stormfront Freaks Live. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, do us a favor if you like the show. Uh, do two things for us. Number one follow us or like us or hit the subscribe button whatever that is um uh, so that that helps us get found but more importantly if there's a good episode you really like just uh copy and share it on your social media and just let people know you liked it and that's one of the best ways uh, for people to find out uh, about our show uh, i also want to go around and uh, with the freaks find out where people can find them i'll start greg with you and and do us a favor and mention uh, this new book you got yeah, Tornado Greg on social media. Um, you can, if you want to learn uh, more about using your mirrorless or DSLR camera, you can check out cameraeasy.ca. That's my uh, teaching website. And as Phil mentioned, I have a book coming out in March, number four, and it's called Camera Canada. And uh, again, it's all about Ooh. this country that I live in up here uh, north of the 49. So that's all and about love. me. And love. And, Phil, and you love and it. Greg, I'm just going to say your camera easy course, by the way, still goes down as one of the like most fun and easy yes. camera learning courses I've ever done. Awesome. Thank Love you. It. Guys. Yeah, it was. It was easy and, and dealt with my camera. Uh, I still go to this now, but, uh, <laughs> but that's not, not Greg's fault. It's not Greg's fault. <laughs> oh I know you're God. disappointed. Uh, but uh, Maz, how about you? Where can people find you? Right. I'm on X at uh, Money Storm, the number four and the letter U. Money Storm for you. And if you wonder why Stormfront Freaks doesn't tag him on, on Twitter, it's because his account won't let me tag him so that he, right. he, can't, he can't get tagged. On purpose. So I, Knock I, it I off. Figured. Did he block I think us? I was blocked. Yeah, he, he might have block blocked us? our account. I'm not sure. All right, Dina, Dina Knightley, what about you? I'm Lady Pilot 70 on X and Threads and Instagram. Do you actually use Threads? Rarely. Yeah. Sometimes. I thought that might catch on, but but it didn't, did it? Alan's no. like, nah, oh, it didn't we, catch with on. X, it was a quick never reaction. Know with, with what he's doing with it. So <laughs> yeah. you gotta keep the threads as like in your back pocket. Backup. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Backup. When, get when get your account, down. get your account name and just have it as a backup. Yeah. Because you mm -hmm. never know what Musk is gonna do. All right, Weather Serena. Yep, everything is W-X-C-Y-R-E-N-A. Uh, definitely on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, X, and yeah, Threads and is Serena our... Serena is our, very <laughs> active. She's, she's very active on uh, TikTok. I, I'm jealous of how good she's gotten at that. So yeah. I have a good time on <laughs> TikTok, man. It's fun. I do, I do like two weather lessons a day on TikTok now. It's mm. crazy. Wow. All right, a special thanks to our guest tonight, Alan Seals. You were amazing. Thanks Thank for joining you. us. So, Thank you so great to meet you. And our next episode, so we've got another first-timer coming on the show, meteorologist and researcher Cameron Nixon of the Storm Prediction Center is going to be bringing his hodograph knowledge to the freaks. Uh, we're going to be doing it all live Thursday, February 1st, 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central. Again, we'll be on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, with the audio podcast available that weekend. 
So uh, I'm going to signal the all clear for Greg, Allen, Serena, Maz, and Dina. And, of course, we got MJ and Dan in the background. But uh, we'll catch you all next time. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye. Good night. Thank you for tuning in to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. You can watch our bi-weekly show live on youtube.com slash stormfrontfreaks and download the audio version on your favorite podcast player. For links to our Patreon team of exclusive benefits, show notes, past shows, new videos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you're there, check out our interactive chaser radar from our friends at zoomradar.com. If you'd like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. Search for Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.